following is transcribed. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, alone in Clark Kent's office, cub reporter Jimmy Olsen cannot believe his ears as a tiny bronze figure called Shushaya apparently speaks to him. What is your wish, master? Sleeping lizards, the, the, the genie talked. Oh, no, it can't be. I must be dreaming. Take your wish, master, and it shall be granted. It is talking. It, it wants me to make a wish, just like Abdul said. I'm dreaming, all right, but... What can I lose if I... if I... Listen, Shushaya, I want a big newspaper scoop. A big scoop all my own, see? I will grant your wish, Master. Leaps. I will make you the greatest newspaper reporter in the world. Listen to me, and I shall tell you what to do to make your wish come true. Is there a little death trap in your home? I'm not kidding. I mean that seriously. And before I'm through with what I have to tell you, the meaning of that startling question will be perfectly clear. The reason I ask that question, for which incidentally the answer is always yes, is that there are more accident hazards found in the average home than anywhere else. Statistics show that on the average, 88 men, women, and children are killed, and 360 are permanently maimed or disfigured while 12,640 are variously injured or temporarily disabled, all as a result of accidents that happen in the home. That should demonstrate to you that home disasters, which account for half the fearful toll of all accidents, are the most dreaded enemy to our well-being. And another appalling fact is that although some accidents are admittedly unavoidable, most of them can and should be prevented. What's more, in a majority of instances, the simple application of common sense could have prevented accidents that resulted in near death. Now, when you stop to think a bit about that, doesn't it make you wonder how it can be possible for terrible things to happen where you expect to be safe in your own home? And when you think a bit longer, you'll begin to realize that yesterday or last week or even today, you or someone in your house narrowly missed being hurt by something that happened in your house. Why, a simple thing like a loose rug can take more lives and maim more limbs than a military booby trap. You don't believe it? Well, just stay with us, and later on, I'll tell you more. And now, the adventures of Superman. When a strange man who called himself Abdul presented cub reporter Jimmy Olsen with a small bronze figure which he identified as a genie, 
and said that it would grant Jimmy's every wish, the cub reporter thought Abdul was playing a joke on him. But promptly on the stroke of six, after Abdul had left Jimmy alone in Clark Kent's office, the genie began to rock violently from side to side, and then apparently spoke to him. Greatly startled, Jimmy examined the tiny bronze figure carefully, but he could find no mechanism to account for its movement or for the voice. And then the genie seemed to speak again. Telling himself that he was dreaming, yet intrigued, Jimmy told the little figure of his dearest wish to uncover big stories, scoops, and become a famous newspaper reporter. And in reply, the mysterious voice said, Listen to me now, and do exactly as I say. Superman in his guise of reporter Clark Kent entered the now almost deserted city room of the Metropolis Daily Planet. Finding his office empty, he calls to Beanie Martin, the copy boy. Beanie! Hey, Beanie! Yeah, Mr. Kent? Where's Jim? Well, he just rushed out here a few minutes ago like his shirt tails were on fire. Where do you suppose he could have gone? Search me. He's supposed to wait in my office till I got back because he and I were going to have dinner and go to the ball game tonight. Ball game? Uh-huh. Well, gee, if, if Jim don't come back in time, well, will you take me with you, Mr. Kent? Will you help, please? Oh, certainly. If I can get another ticket, I'll take you both, Beanie. I'm sure Jim will be back right away. Well, uh, I'm not so sure. What do you mean? Well, it was right after this Abdul character left. Who? Abdul. Golly, you should have seen him, Mr. Kent. He had a long curly beard and a towel wrapped around his head, and he was wearing earrings. Like one of them Egyptian Rajas. Oh, what about him? He said he wanted to see Jim. What about? He wouldn't tell me. He said it was personal and very important. He had a little carved box. Come on, get to the point, Beanie. What happened? Well, Jim said for me to show this character into your office. Yes, yes. And he was in there for a little while, and then a few minutes after he came out, Jim came tearing out to the study room. He looked excited and pale, and, and his eyes was glassy-like. And he said, pinch me, will you, Beanie? Huh? Go on, pinch my arm hard. What's the idea, Jim? Never mind, just do as I say. Go on. Okay, glad to... Why? Ow! I'm awake, all right. I didn't dream it. You didn't dream what? Never mind. Look, Beanie, do I seem irrational? Huh? Irrational. You know, I'm the beam. Okay in the head. Well, sure, I guess so. But you're awful pale, and you're acting kind of funny, but... Listen, Jim, what's this all about? You wouldn't believe me if I told you, Beanie. Sure I would. Tell me. No, you wouldn't. Nobody would. I saw it with my own eyes, and I heard it with my own ears, but I can hardly believe it. Well, it's impossible. What are you talking about, Jim? Listen. But I did see it, and I did hear it. I know I did. And even if there's nothing in it, and there can't be, I've got to follow it up and make sure. I just have to. So long, Beanie. I'll see you later. You left you then, Beanie? Mm-hmm. I called after him, but he didn't answer me. Just kept on going. And what I mean, he was going. That's strange. Ain't it, though? At first, after I thought it over, I figured Jim was clowning. Taking me for a ride, you know. Yeah, could be. Well, yeah, except when I think of how he looked. His eyes so glassy and his voice so cracked and, and kind of scared. Well, I'm not so sure he was clowning, Mr. Kent. Oh, he must have been. Nothing he said to you makes sense. I know, so It but... looks to me as if he was building up an act for you and me, too. Sure, he knew I'd be back by this time, and you'd tell me what happened, and we'd knock ourselves out trying to figure it out, and then he'd give us the horse laugh. Gee, I hope you're right, Mr. Oh, I think I am, Beanie. Jim will probably walk in pretty soon, innocent as you please, and all set to give us a big raspberry. So, just relax. 
pretending more confidence than he feels. Bark Kent enters his own office where he tries to busy himself with some papers on his desk. But he keeps glancing at the clock. And finally, he brushes the papers aside and rises to pace the floor anxiously. Meanwhile, only a few, few blocks away from the Daily Planet building, but deep underground, Jimmy Olsen is picking his way through a pitch-black cylindrical tunnel through which the sewer lines of Metropolis run to the river. Using his fountain pen flashlight to push a thin ray of light through the deep gloom, Jimmy inches his way along a narrow catwalk built into the side of huge sewer pipes. Beside him, the tile walls are damp and clammy to the touch, and an occasional rat scampers past, brushing his legs. At intervals beyond one wall of the tunnel, a subway train thunders through an adjacent tunnel around the world with a dull, clattering rumble. Screaming his eyes through the Stygian blackness, the cub reporter picks his way cautiously, tensely, guided only by the small ray of his flashlight. Something tells me I'm the world's number one dope for risking my neck down here. That little statue couldn't have talked. Only, only I heard it. It told me to come down here and I'd find a terrific scoop. What's that? Oh, subway train. One's right outside this tunnel, I guess. Golly, I must have walked a quarter of a mile and I haven't seen any big story yet. Maybe I better go back. I had to see for myself there was nothing in it, so well, now I found out. I just hope Mr. Ken and Mr. White never hear about this. They'll never let me forget it. I Huh? Wait. That, that sounds like the genie's voice. Up ahead someplace. Maybe I I'd better keep going then. Heart pounding in his ribs, Jimmy Olsen resumes his tortuous progress along the black sewer tunnel, guided by what seems to be the voice of the genie. What will happen now? There's a startling surprise ahead for Jimmy and for you. So keep listening. Gang, I'm not here to frighten you. My only purpose in telling you about accidents in the home is to put you on the alert against them and, if possible, to help you prevent having them happen to you. A little while ago, I told you that loose throw rugs on the floor are a menace, and I mean that. But accidents due to loose rugs can be prevented simply by coating the underside of them with a slip-proof material. Bathrooms are accident hazards, too, if you're not wary. Be very careful when you climb in or out of your tub. Play safe by putting a rubber mat in the bottom of the tub. Don't lean against windows or window screens. Some terrible falls have resulted from such carelessness. The same thing goes for stair rails and porch railings because often an invisible dry rot has weakened the supports. Next to phones, the worst killer in the home is fire. Avoid the use of matches and keep away from the gas burners unless there are adults present. Also, don't play with the electrical wiring in your house. Another important thing to remember is never, and I mean never, touch any medicines unless they are administered by an adult, because many violent sicknesses and even death result from taking internally something that seems to be the right thing but turns out to be poisonous. And here's something else. Keep away from, don't touch firearms that may be found in your home. More than 100 people die every year as a result of I didn't know it was loaded kind of accidents. So don't forget, be smart, play safe so that you may remain alive and healthy.
the adventures of Superman. Holding his fountain pen flashlight high, Jimmy Olsen is picking his cautious way through a black tunnel beneath the streets of Metropolis, through which the great sewer pipes of the city run to the river. Then, echoing from somewhere ahead in the darkness, he hears what seems to be the voice of a genie which has directed him here with the promise of a sensational newspaper story. Tripping as he turns, the cub reporter falls on his face. What has happened in the sewer tunnel to Jimmy Olsen, who, despite his better sense, was following what appeared to be the voice of a genie, a tiny bronze figure of a creature, half man and half ram? We'll know tomorrow, gang, so whatever you do, don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode when Superman goes into action. Be sure to tune in same time, same station for Chapter 3 of The Secret of the Genie. On the adventures of Superman. Superman is a transcribed copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. Watch for the Superman adventure serial soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Adventure Parade, which follows in just a moment. And right after Adventure Parade, you will hear Tom Mix and his straight shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. Well, definitely an intriguing mystery to get things started off. Once again, Clark Kent's first reaction is Jimmy playing some sort of joke, even though he doesn't do that often. In fact, I've only thought of uh, one time that there's been that sort of joke. But I guess if you try and spring an insolable mystery on someone as a practical joke, they kind of tend to remember that. I also had to kind of wonder about the movie that Beanie was watching where the uh, man hid a dagger in his turban. That seems like that would be kind of hard to do. Now, it'd be hard to wrap it in there and you always have the risk of it falling out. And then once you use it, how would that affect the shape of the turban? I'm not sure I buy that that could uh, actually happen. But they could have made something about it in a 1930s movie. You could get away with all sorts of stuff back then. All right, well, that's all for now. Uh, join us back here next Sunday, part three of The Secret of the Genie. And in the meantime, if you have a comment sent to me, adam at adamsweb.us, and be sure and rate the show on iTunes, and pick up your copy of Powerhouse's Heroic Adventures Bundle. In the meantime, from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.